I'm Rachel Poli with Ari Meglin, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. We're on episode 70, and this week we're doing another fun Would You Rather game, but Reader's Edition. Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like. So we did another one of these back on episode 30, which is a really long time ago at this point. Uh, but it was a Would You Rather game, and they were all writer-related questions. So if you haven't listened to that, the link to it is in the description below. Go ahead and listen to it. Uh, but this time, we'll be asking each other reading-related questions. So I'm going to go ahead and get started and ask Ari, would you rather have a friend who loses your books or dog ears them? I hate this question, <laughs> but I also <laughs> love this question. Um... I think I'd rather have a friend that loses my books because most of my friends are pretty good and I think if they lost it they would probably feel obliged to replace it. I think if someone dog ears them it's a different thing because you still got the physical copy and the fact that they dog eared it the fact that they dog eared it meant that it, it doesn't really bother them so they would probably not understand why it bothered me and it would bother me. I hate hate dog eared copies. I have um, two books that are dog-eared one which is Watership Down by Richard Adams that I got for 50p at a charity car boot sale so I don't mind that because it was a charity book it was uh, I bought it when I was like 13 and I don't mind that that's dog-eared because it was you know I was mooching around for good books there and the other one is one I dropped in the bath and it just became the bath book so it's a bit doggy, but that's my fault. And uh, so I don't mind that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would go a bit mental if, uh, if if someone just handed me back a book I'd lent them that was doggy, which is probably why I don't lend books. I'm just not like that anymore. I just don't trust people. Yeah, I don't I don't lend out books anymore either, to be honest. Well, that no, that's a lie. I think I gave a couple of books to my cousin. But I'm going to, I have such a totally unpopular opinion. I don't mind it when books are dog-eared. I find that to be a sign that they're well-loved. And what bothers me more than dog-eared pages is the spine being cracked. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which is kind of weird because obviously you have to open the book in order to read it. So over time, the spine is going to crack. But when I'm at a bookstore and I'm opening hardcover books to you know read the summary on the inside, I open it at such a weird angle and then I'm turning my head to try to read it because it's brand new and if I don't buy it I don't want to like just crack the spine and then you know the the person who actually does buy it they're not going to have that satisfaction of doing so and uh but also the other thing is in the past whenever I have uh loaned books to people I've never gotten them back I don't I don't know if they've lost my books but ultimately, in the end, I have to go and buy myself a new copy. So that that's another reason I would rather them dog ear the pages, because that way, at yeah. least I would get my book back. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's maybe because I, I'm the sort of person that would just be like, have you got my book yet? I'm still waiting for that book. Where's my book? Where is my book? And I would just shame them into buying me another copy. <laughs> uh, which is why I don't like books, because then I don't have to do that to people. But, uh, oh yeah, crack spine. I, I can't think of anything worse. I've seen people, I mean, this is one of the reasons I don't lend books. One of my friends once, I lent them a book and she literally, in front of me, you know when you, you like, you crack it and then bend the pages round so you're holding it like, she did that in front of me and it was just like, are you freaking for real? 
And I was like, wow, you're never getting any of my books ever again. And yeah, that, I don't think I ever speak to her anymore. Not for that reason, but it's like, you know, I can let people like that go. You know, they're just chaos. We don't need that. Well, that's like um, when people, instead of using bookmarks or if they put their, their book down for a second to get up and go get something, they turn the book over so that they keep their page. And for a hardcover book, I guess it's not as bad, but especially if it's paperback, then the pages get stuck like that. And then when you try to close it, there's like that gap. Yep. It doesn't fully close it. That drives me nuts. Exactly. There's always something you can use as a bookmark. There's always like a receipt, you know, or a piece of hair. I don't care. There's something you can always use. So, yeah. okay, we'll move, we'll move on to buy it though. <laughs> okay, Rachel, would you rather be a librarian or own your own bookstore? I would rather own my own bookstore. That is a very simple question because my sister and I have actually talked about this and I highly doubt it will ever happen. It's just like one of those like far-fetched dreams that we have, but I would love to own my own bookstore and showcase indie books and also have a cafe because coffee is delicious. Uh, as a librarian, I would most likely have to answer to somebody else because I would have a boss and that's no fun and um no coffee <laughs> there's no you know i've never seen a librarian that has a cafe in it i've seen bookstores with cafes and i want to i i would like to have my bookstore be like a safe place for readers for writers and like you know showcase big publishers but also indie authors and just have lots and lots of delicious coffee because you get oh in a fireplace you gotta have a fireplace i have this all mapped out <laughs> Long story short. This <laughs> is becoming a giant bookstore. It's like, wow, there's a Big fireplace. <laughs> Bouncy castle. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Indoor bounce castle in the far corner so the kids can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be a tour of the bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Couches to read, quiet area for people to yes. sit quietly and read. With and kitties. Laugh. Yes. Like a kitty cafe. Yeah. Oh, I can, I can get behind that. Guys, the Merry, the Merry Writer is going to be a brick and mortar store. Here we go. <laughs> It'll be the Merry Reader. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Merch yeah, coming soon, guys. It might have to be a franchise because obviously I'm in Northern Ireland and Rachel is in America. So we might well, have to do that. The more the merrier. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just like trash this by saying I would choose librarian. I was like, I already do enough shit. I don't need to like own a, another business. <laughs> I think, I, I, I think I'd, I'd get stressed having to deal with the competition. You know, you're already competing with Amazon and all the crap they do. And you're, you know, there's big places like Waterstones and Barnes and Noble. I think as much as I love the idea of like a, you know, like the corner bookstore and it'd be like this quirky little thing or even one of those which like, there's just a door. And if you really, you know, if you know about it, you just go in, it's almost like a little um, hobbit hole kind of full of books. I love the idea of that. But at the same time, I don't know. I think being a librarian, libraries, especially over here are doing really okay sorry 
libraries over here are doing okay. They, they had a rash of shutting a load of them down and then it seems to have perked back up a bit. And, you know, there's new books always coming in. So I kind of like that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'd, I'd be okay with, as a, a head, head librarian, of course. I want, I want like full control over stuff coming in and, and like finding people who uh, dog ear books and break their spine. <laughs> The long list of rules. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, so I think, I think uh, I would. Uh, but the thing is, we're giving you're giving you both sides. But yeah, I would I would choose librarian. I find it interesting that usually when we do these type of questions, we think alike, and so far we're two for two, where we have opposite answers. <laughs> we're very similar yeah. writing wise, but when it comes to yeah. reading, we're very different. <laughs> exactly, that's it. <laughs> All right. So with that said, would you rather have someone ruin the ending of a book for you or never finish a book you were reading? Oh, that's a really stressful question. Um, if it was a good book, I think I'd have to go with someone ruining it because the idea of reading a good book and not finishing it would probably give me really bad anxiety i mean even now i i still haven't forgiven um one of my favorite authors who started to write a trilogy and wrote two books and never finished and it's not one of those where you can each book is a standalone and you, it just has its ending and it's fine it's like there's a where's the climax where is the end of this da da and that and it still grates me to this day and i'm talking it's been decades <laughs> still stressed that um, he'd ever finished. So oh, the idea of, of reading a good book and, and not having that satisfaction, even if it's a bad ending, you need that you know, conclusion. So I think I'd rather someone ruin the ending of a book and then I still read it because I, I, I hate people who ruin things, ruin ends of movies and, and things like that. But at the same time, I, I can still push through and, and enjoy and enjoy it because like I have watched movies that I didn't know were books and I've enjoyed the movie and then I found out it was a book and usually I like to read the book first and then I've gone and read the book and it hasn't ruined the movie it hasn't ruined the book me knowing what the ending was so I yeah I think if I had to that would be my answer I think you said that pretty well and I gotta agree with you I think for me I would rather have someone ruin the ending of a book rather than not finishing something it is very rare when I do not finish a book, even if I don't like it. Like, I still force myself to read it because I'm confident that it it might get better. And I think there's only been two books in my entire life that I've never finished reading. But I was never, I never cared about spoilers, whether it's books or TV shows or movies. I never really minded when people you know, spoiled the ending or some big plot twist for me or anything like that. So if, and I will say, usually when somebody gives me spoilers, they always ask first. So in that case, I don't know if this, I'm, I'm overthinking this question at this point, but if someone is about to ruin the ending of a book, chances are they might be like, oh, did you finish reading this? Do you mind if I tell you what happened? Or if they know that I'm reading it, then they might not even ask at all. They'll just be like, oh, let me know when you finish. I wish I had friends and family like that. My friends and family are like, <laughs> did you get to the part when, insert spoiler? And it's like, no, no, I didn't. Thanks. I didn't know they died. Thanks. And they're like, oh, so you must be at this point then. 
No, no, I'm not there either. Um, yeah, movies, books. This is why I don't talk, talk to them with family members or friends because I've had so many ruined. And I do hate spoilers. Like if I go to the cinema and there's a trailer, I will give it 10 seconds. And if I like what I've seen in 10 seconds, I will usually close my eyes and just sort of lean back because I've gone and seen so many trailers where they literally, they do enough where you can tell which is the end scene and they've shoved it in the trailer. It's not a surprise. Yeah. And that, so I don't even, and, and most of them are like action movies. So it's not like I'm hearing something where they're going to tell me what the ending is. It's usually a visual. So I just close my eyes and just let it pass and then I'll watch it. So yeah, I'm not a big spoiler fan, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely couldn't cope with not not finishing. That would no, no. But no. you know what? If somebody gives you spoilers, it's an easier conversation to have. Like I know, like I don't go to the movie theaters at all. So whenever my sister goes to see a movie that we both want to see, and she'll come home and she'll rave about it if she enjoyed it, and you know I'll be like, great, I look forward to watching it when it comes out on DVD or you know wherever, and she'll be explaining bits and pieces of the movie to me of what she liked and what she didn't like and stuff, but it'll all be spoiler free. And she'll be like, so this happened. I won't tell you exactly, you know, about this part, but I can tell you this, it's not too spoilery. And it just makes for a really long conversation. Like, I don't mind hearing it, but at the same time, it's like, you know, if you just told me what happens, we could just have this conversation and be done with it. Uh, you see, I'm a big movie fan. I love going to the cinema to see the movies. So I, I get really angry if so it's like, you know, someone just blurts something out. And it's like, oh, did you see that special bit in the middle? It's like, I'm literally queuing for the movie. Of course I haven't seen it. So it's like, those are my those are my conversations. It's usually swearing at someone for telling me something I specifically wouldn't want them. So. <laughs> We're going to mix it up now with a really, really random question. <laughs> Rachel. Would you rather read about zombies or read about unicorns? Unicorns. Unicorns. Was <laughs> <laughs> that you or is that the American way of saying it? Unicorns. No, that was me. I would much rather read about unicorns. If I'm going to read about dead people, I want to read about like ghosts and paranormal and stuff. I don't, I don't like zombies. Zombies creep me out. And I don't, I don't like the idea of people. Okay. When I think of zombies, I think of horror. Yes. But they're dead. But they're alive. So if I'm going to read about dead people that are alive, I'd rather read about paranormal stuff. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I think, I think like, I, I don't mind some zombie movies, but I'm not a big fan. Um, I don't talk about movie, uh, books, but I'm just going to... There's a reason I'm saying this. <laughs> I don't like zombie movies because nine times out of ten, there isn't a happy ending. You know, it's, there's me spoiling it. <laughs> but if you didn't know, know that, what the heck, you obviously, <laughs> you obviously weren't into uh, watching zombie movies if you didn't know that. But usually either most people get murdered by zombies and then like maybe one or two people survive and they, you know, go on the run. But then there's usually like something that shows that, you know, the world has been taken over and they're dead too. You know, there's no way they can survive kind of feel to it. I don't mind things not having a happy ending, but the, the inevitable bad end the, you know the inevitable you're going to die from either starvation or zombies is just it doesn't work for me i like that that hint that maybe someone can survive so my answer to this question zombie unicorns i would love to read about zombie unicorns what <laughs> are you 
real. You can't. <laughs> yes. Somebody in somebody out there writing it. No, no, no. You're no, no, no. The question is zombies or unicorns. It's not zombie unicorns. Nope. I'm combining them. Come on, zombie unicorns. That's, that's gotta be great. No. After elves. That's creepy. Yeah. Chomping on like little critters. No. I'm gonna make myself cry thinking about that. But yeah. Oh my god. No. <laughs> zombie unicorn. I don't even want to imagine what that would look like. I will write that story. You, that, that's my new short story. I'm going to write about zombie absolutely unicorns. not. I would read that though, actually, because it, <laughs> yeah. it does sound fascinating to some extent. But no, <laughs> this this could be the new trend. You know, we've we've done werewolf trends, we've done vampire trends, we've done like dystopian teenagers battling trends. So zombie unicorn, it's the new trend. Calling it 2021. Yeah, I, who's who's really combined? like mythical creatures together. I mean, I know that there are some mythical creatures that are already kind of like combined, like centaurs and stuff, because they're half human, half horse, but like no one's no one's taken, or maybe people have and I'm just sheltered. I don't, I don't know. But you, you might be onto something here. I don't necessarily, I don't 100% condone it, but you might be onto something. I do remember years ago I uh, I did an art series and it was um, I called it like necrosteeds and it was like literally different types of horses that were like dead but like like zombies but not I just actually I just remembered this and I just did them as normal but you could actually do it where you could make zombie unicorns zombie kelpies zombie pegasi Ooh. there's quite a lot of like horsey equine mythical creatures so you could make them like you know like a equine steed zombie necro see you got a whole series zombie unicorns zombie kelpie i mean kelpies to be fair already feel a bit zombie-ish you know they're already dragging people to their deaths and devouring them but make them undead you know i might ruin your idea for you in a second but if you're going to combine zombies and unicorns together unicorns are typically like sunshine and rainbows and sparkly are you going to create sparkly zombies? Uh, it depends because um, some of the, the cultural mythologies, um, I think in the UK, have unicorns as quite violent. They would impale people with their horns. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, the first the first unicorn stuff I ever read when I was younger was about impaling people. So I might oh, have to look into that. Yeah, it was very, you know, you had to sort of start, the whole concept was you stood in front of a tree and when it ran at you, you moved and it got stuck, the horn got stuck and that's how you could cut it off. None of this, some virgin sitting in a in, in the forest singing, that's very Disney. It was, you know, you, you trick it to get its horn in the tree and then you slice it off. So sad. I was trying to make a sparkly vampire joke and that just... Oh, missed that. And I... You know what? I'm just zombie. gonna. You're talking about fairy tales and Disney, so I'm gonna go right ahead into our next question. <laughs> Segway. Would you rather read fairy tales by never watching another Disney movie again, or never be able to read another fairy tale but be able to continue watching Disney movies? So basically, wait, that's a very complicated wait, question. Yeah, so base, basically, would you rather? always read fairy tales and never watch a Disney movie or only watch Disney movies and never read fairy tales? 
Mm, that's 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 an interesting one because I I do love a good fairy tale retelling. Would that be classed as like acceptable to watch Disney movies and a retelling, or is it like no? <laughs> I don't know, Ari. You changed the previous question, so you know, take it as you want. <laughs> um, I mean, I do enjoy Disney movies. I think they they're all they're I, you know the older ones are definitely a bit dated. Oh. Um, and that um so i'll be honest if i had to pick technically it comes down to movies or books i would probably pick the books i would probably be okay saying you know what i've seen enough disney movies i don't have to see anymore but i really do like reading books about fairy tales that's fair i'll take that i'll take that as an answer i i think for me i would rather read the fairy tales as well because i too really like fairy tale retellings and also I haven't read to, I've read a few of like the original fairy tales, like, you know, Cinderella, Snow White and all that, but I would like to learn more about them. So it's like, I've, I've already seen the Disney movies. I know what happens. I've watched them a million times. So it would, reading different, reading different versions of the fairy tales and reading retellings and stuff, it would be like, you're, you're getting something new each time with the same characters. Yeah. And like, I mean, Disney, Disney's doing okay, but at the same time, it's like, they're now moving from cartoons to live action and everything. I feel, I feel like they're, they're, it's, it's like the constant retread. Yeah, they're just so, recycling their ideas that they're running out. Yeah, that's, and it's not even mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a retelling. It's like, oh, it's where they've taken something, you know, unusual, like the author Marissa Meyer, who did like Cinder and Scarlet and Winter, which were um, retelling fairy tales. And it was very different. I mean, like Cinderella is set, you know, it's very almost like steampunky, not steampunky, but it's, you know, there's, Cinderella's technically a cyborg. It's like, that's very different. Yeah. Whereas Disney Look. is literally following this exact same story, just using live animation. So it's not like they're doing the retelling. That's the difference. They are just rehashing stuff. So. Right, yeah. I actually read a retelling of Aladdin and I can't remember the title or the author to save my life and I apologize but I was really looking forward to it because the series it's it's kind of like a what if series so there's a bunch of different books for all different Disney movies and Aladdin I think was the first one that came out and it was basically I think it was what what if Jasmine got the lamp first all right I, th- I think I might be misremembering it, but the first chunk of the book was like the Disney movie script, like almost word for word. It was very strange to read. And I was like, did you even, I don't know if this person just like hit play on the Disney movie and they were just writing down what all the characters were saying up until the point that they wanted to change the story or what, but it was very jarring to I was like, this This is the Disney movie. That yeah. It was- Isn't that copyright? Is they literally following the script almost word for word? Isn't that, wouldn't it, that be a copyright violation? Yeah, it was very close. And I was like, I can, this is kind of nice that I can hear the characters' voices in my head, but this is a little too close. It's <laughs> a little. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's like, yeah, we changed it. It's like, yeah, but if the first part is literally the exact same thing, you've not changed it. Yeah. Oh. Okay, talking about fairy tales, we'll throw in the last question, which would be, would you rather live in a fairy tale or in a romance novel? Well, when you say it like that, definitely fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> I think-
Thomas. Yeah. And they all sort of like, oh my goodness, you know, this kind of softly sweeping. You look at the front covers of romance novels, and they're almost always a bit, you know, you know, wuthering on some. Yes. More, I don't. I don't read. I don't read. Just I don't romance, read. So. <laughs> I don't read, I read books with a little romance in it, but that's about it. Uh, so I would definitely rather live in a fairy tale because at least then there's a good chance of me being a princess. True. And I would have uh, an animal companion who I may or may not be able to speak to. So that'd be cool. And I would still get a prince for the most part, maybe. I don't know. There's more and more uh, movies coming out now where the women don't get with the guy, which is totally fine yeah there is that chance that you do have romance within the fairy tale so i think being part of the fairy tale you would kind of get both the best of both worlds but in a better way because you'd have a castle too that's true with a giant kitty cafe bookstore inside (laughs) are you just trying to become like Belle for beauty and the beast where she had the giant library and it's like oh yeah that'd be cool you know? yeah. I like I it. Mean, to, to be fair, you could end up as the Wicked Witch. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about. Well, yeah, no guarantee you're gonna be the princess. That is true, but if I end up being the Wicked Witch, then I'd have cool powers. That's true. Great fashion sense. Harder, so yeah. I'd win. You know, Maleficent had a great outfit. So. Yes, that is true. She's got a cool scepter, and she had an animal companion. Yeah, who wouldn't want to be the villain? That should have been that bonus question. Would you rather be the hero or the villain in a book? <laughs> Screw being a princess. <laughs> Evil queen it is. I know, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to ruin this. Really? <gasps> because it depends. Because if we're talking Grimm's fairy tales where they're hacking feet apart. Oh, come on. And themselves on, on thorns. Now, do you still want to go in? Well, I didn't think of it that way. I was thinking of Disney movies. Technically, some of those are like some of the, you know, earlier ones. I think even like Hans Christian Andersen, I think he was the one that did Little Mermaid. I think even that had a little bit of a a darker sense of like how she got her legs. I don't think it was like, oh, look, magic. I I think there was (laughs) something worse. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. Whatever, I'm sticking with my answer. I was, I was just thinking, it's like, you know what? I'd still take Grimm's fairy tales over some romance twaddle. <laughs> there would never be a dull moment. <laughs> That's it, you know? There's, as you said, still castles, still magic powers, still weird animals, you know? <laughs> Depending on who you are, you might not get you know, maimed by the villain. Possible. Um, unicorns. Unicorns? <laughs> Like that, zombie unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it's a grim fairy tale, it might just be that. You know, whereas uh, romance novels, no, it's just like, oh my gosh, I've got to get a man. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah, no thanks. And by the way, we're not we're not picking on um, romance writers because you know what? There's people who are out there who really really love reading uh, just romance novels and great that you're writing them. We're we're not, but it's just it's not. I think that's why we're saying this. But right. Yeah. We're not trying to offend anyone who writes romance, but no. I don't even know what this episode was, but we hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> but let us know what your answers are to some of these questions in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag The Merry Writer Podcast. And if you want to get some extra content, you can head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the Mary Writer Podcast. 
You can support our show, and for as little as $1 a month, you can get extra bonus content, including mini episodes. Yay! So tune in next week for another episode of the Mary Writer Podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Writer's Block. We hate our brains. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons.